Welcome to the I Love Me Too podcast, the podcast that empowers women to heal themselves, love themselves, and most importantly, free themselves. I'm your host, Erica Donnell. This week, my guest is Madi Gutierrez, also known as Madi the Debt Slayer. Through her own experience with debt, Madi has found her purpose in helping others change their money mindset and obtain financial freedom. Her approach and wisdom will inspire you to look at finances in a different way. Hi, Madi. Welcome. Um, thank you so much for being my guest today. I was super excited about this episode because it's talking about something that affects every single person on this planet, <laughs> um, which is money and finances. Um, so welcome and thank you for being here. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be here and I really appreciate you, um, Erica, and for this podcast. And I'm really excited to dive deep into money. Yes. So before we get started, just a little side note, um, Mari just moved. So if anyone thinks um, they hear a little bit of an echo, um, it's because she's in a brand new space. Um, so there's nothing wrong with anyone's like audio. So um, thank you for you know giving us your time today. Before we get into the discussion um, about you know money and finances, I wanted to start kind of on the premise of this show, which is self-love, self-care. And I think for a lot of us, when we think of that, we think about like taking care of our mind and our body. We don't think about, I need to get my finances in order. Like that's not what we think about when we think about self-love, self-care. But one thing that I definitely realize is that, you know, taking care of yourself is taking care of all aspects of your life. So I know if my money is funny, I am not laughing. I'm stressed out, <laughs> you know? So, and, and money is something that we all need to, you know, thrive in, in this life, in this world. So it affects, you know, all of us. And I, I think it's also tough in, in today's society because so much like on social media and what we see is, you know, what we drive, how we dress. Um, so even if we're not conscious of it, you know, there's kind of this pressure to keep up with the Joneses. And I know not everybody um, may carry that with them, but I know sometimes I get caught up in that. So I want to go into um, learning about like your story and how did you you know, did you yourself have financial like issues or what brought you to the point where you're now helping other people with their finances and building wealth? Well, that, that was very powerful and, and so true. Um, you know, money has a energetic uh, vibration. And oftentimes when we struggle with finances, we don't feel very good about ourselves. And we place a lot of value on money and that is what I did um, you know I am very upfront with my story I say that I had a front row seat on Mess Mountain and I was riding that Mess Mountain ride for a long time um, when I went to college I got my first credit card and I spent money like there was no tomorrow I went on uh, shopping sprees and I accrued debt and it was a very stressful time in my life. Um, 
I ended up dropping out of college and working two jobs to pay that debt. And unfortunately, this pattern overflowed into my adulthood. I struggled with money problems for, uh, I want to say, another 10 years. It was when I turned 30 that there was a point in my life where I knew that I was not happy with where my life was going. And I knew that I wanted to make changes in my life. I wanted to have a different life but I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what were the next steps. And I started to develop myself. I started to read books. I started to listen to motivational speakers and I started to change my mindset, but I wasn't quite ready to dive into money. Money, yeah, I, I hear you. And it's always interesting to me and I think probably very intentional on their part, but giving a very, very young adult a credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I signed up for San Jose State and like within a couple weeks, all these credit card offers started coming in the mail. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, money is not something, you know, finances, like I wasn't taught how to manage finances um, establish, you know, strong money habits or invest or think about buying a home. Like those things were not taught to me. Um, and so very much like you, you know, you live most of your life, you get credit cards, you're like, woohoo. Um, or you develop the, the habits that maybe you just learn from your own environment, um, you know, and how you grow up. And then you get to a place where you're like, you know, stressed out, you're in the, the middle of, like you said, mess mountain. When you said that, I, I could totally identify with that. And then you're like, how am I ever going to get out of this? Um, then you, you know, then you're in that living like paycheck, paycheck to paycheck cycle. And, you know, like I said, money, and I think all of us would probably agree that, you know, when your money's out of alignment, you are not, you're not healthy. And even if you're trying to do self-care and you're meditating and you're journaling, um, you know, the fact that we need money to survive when that's not in alignment, um, it kind of just messes everything up. So, you know, for you, I'd like to ask the question, you know, what, it, it doesn't, it seems like it probably was the same for you where like you weren't really taught about money, how to manage it. Um, and I think for me, like, we weren't poor, but we didn't have, you know, we weren't rich. And so then when you become an adult and for me, when, you know, when you're young, you don't understand money. So then even though we weren't poor, like, because I couldn't maybe have certain things, you know, in my mind, I'm like, Oh, you know, we're, we're poor and my friends are rich. They get everything. Um, And then you become an adult and you want all the things that you couldn't have when you were younger. Mm -hmm. So I know that affected how I, manage my money too. And then, you know, wanting to, like I said, fit in, um, you know, did you, are you able to identify with that experience? Was that also part of kind of, um, your money story? Definitely. My parents came to this country and, um, I'm going to be completely upfront. They came undocumented. They came from Mexico with nothing. They didn't know the language. They didn't have any money. 
So my dad struggled when he first came here, but he, he's always been financially savvy, but he didn't teach us about money. And we were often, you know, we grew up very limited, but it was because my dad was saving with a purpose. He bought a home, he was planning for his retirement, but he didn't instill that in us. He didn't teach us, he didn't say, the reason why we are not buying X, Y, and Z is because we're saving for a home. So it wasn't really spoken. And growing up, I created this story in my head that we were poor and that the reason why I couldn't buy cookies or, or ice cream or have new clothes was because my dad was saving for his future, for our financial future. And I think that was the disconnect. And a lot of people have this story as well, where we're not taught about money. Growing up, a lot of people, they don't, they, you don't get taught about finances, even at school. So if you're not taught finances by your, your parents or by you know, our education system, then we are clueless about how to handle our finances. And that's a huge problem in our society. And another thing as well is the taboo of talking about money. I remember clearly a conversation that I had with a friend of mine and I, I told her, I think how much I made. And she looked at me and she said, oh, you don't talk about that. And I was like, oh, oh, you don't? I, I, okay, I'm, I'm really sorry. But it's true, we don't talk about our finances. We don't talk about how money works. And I believe that it, it, that is a, a problem because we should be able to talk about money freely and educate people on how to save and how money works. Not in the sense of, you know, gloating or, you know, bragging, but empowering each other to learn about finances and how money works. And that is exactly what I do now. The next generation of people in my family, I'm teaching them about finances. My niece turned 18, I bought her stock. Yes. Yeah, my, my husband is doing that with our children. Um, you know, teaching them about like investing and talking to them about like credit um, mm -hmm. and really like what's important, especially for their future. Um, you said something really important that, you know, there's taboo around money. People don't want to talk about it. And it's true because I think so many people attach, and, and you said this earlier, but they attach their own value to how much money they have or they make. Mm -hmm. And it's really sad that we, we do that. Um, again, I think that's something society has, has done and done very well because um, it, is, it is one of those topics that you know, you, know I'm not, you don't ask and you don't tell. But because of that, it limits the people who really need it to learn and to understand so that they can empower themselves to um, you know, have more. I think a, a lot of people maybe that are not in the financial space they want to be mm -hmm. um, 
Okay. There's a sense or a feeling that they never can get there because, you know, if I don't, if I'm not comfortable talking about it, how am I going to seek the knowledge um, from somebody that can help me get there? Mm -hmm. So what steps did you take personally for yourself um, when you did find, you know, you mentioned that you got to a place where you're like, I need to do something different. Um, what were some of the first steps or tools that you started implementing for yourself and did you have like specific debt that you needed to pay down and like what kind of plan did you formulate so the interesting part is um i believe in divine timing i'm a firm believer that when it is the right time you're going to be proactive and you're going to take action and that's exactly what happened to me I started listening to motivational speakers. I started to develop myself. Through my, my work, I was able to take personal and professional development courses. And I, get, I started working with a life coach. I hired a life coach and I did her program. And the funny part was when we got into finances, I dreaded it. I did not want to tackle that chapter. And I remember looking at the chapter and just saying to myself, really, like, I'm really going to have to read this. And um, I, I actually reached out to my life coach and I said, hey, you know, um, I'm not sure what's coming up for me, but I don't want to do this chapter. And she, and she pointed it out. She said, hmm, interesting you know, what's coming up for you? And I said, I, I just don't have the desire. And, you know, we explored the blocks. We, you know, we did a session and um, it, I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to face my reality. I was deep in credit card debt. I owed about $30,000. I was stressed out about finances, but I didn't know what to do. And so I, I read the chapter, I did the exercises, and one of the exercises that we had to do was to visualize our future and what we wanted our future to look like. And I had never done that before. I had accepted my fate that this was gonna be my life. I was gonna be living paycheck to paycheck, I was going to be living with credit card debt for the rest of my life. And I accepted that as my reality. And for the first time ever, I visualized something different. And I knew that I deserved something different. And I was capable of something different. And I think that was the switch. Like something just turned on. There was this fire in me that just started to go and I started taking a look at my debt and I accepted it I acknowledged it but I knew that I could transform it and I just started to listen to Dave Ramsey I started to do a spreadsheet with my debt and I started to do the debt snowball so, you know, you tackle the smallest number first, you pay the minimum payment on the rest of your accounts. Once that smallest account is paid off, you, you know, you go to the next account. 
and I got a second job. And I was extremely intentional with my spending. I took a look at my expenses, where my money was going, and I made some changes in, in my life. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I, I hear you. And when you talk about um, taking care of like the small debt and then moving on, um, there's something very rewarding. Like mm -hmm. when, you, when you clear that and you're, it feels so good. And you're like, yes, okay, let me do the next one. Um, but I definitely felt when you said that, you know, you, you knew something needed to change. Um, and that something like switched for you because a lot of us just accept that this is our fate, you know, just like you said, I'm like, Oh my gosh, yes, that's true. And then when you allow yourself to see a different future for yourself and understand, like you said, it was so valuable that you said, you know, you deserved it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we give ourselves a credit. We don't, um, we don't give ourselves, like, we just don't feel worthy of it, I guess, maybe. Um, we don't understand, like, how powerful we really are. Like, you can change it. It's, my last week's episode was talking about commitment to ourselves. And it's like, when you really, really want something bad enough, or, you know, you have a problem and something needs to change, you have to make a decision on being committed to making that change. Cause you know, really ultimately it's, that's the only way that um, things will change and that you'll progress. So if you're willing to make the commitment, do some education, reach out, get a coach, um, but you know, basically formulate an action plan. Like I know I can do this. Um, you know, maybe put your, give yourself a timeline, like, be very strategic and intentional. And when you start to see how your action moves you forward, it very much ignites something in you. Um, and then you start to see the difference and you feel the difference. Um, but I think you have to be willing to make some sacrifices too. So, you know, were there things in your life that maybe you had to make some sacrifices and be okay with that because you had your goal in mind? Yes, I, I, I got a second job. I got a retail job across the street from my, from my work. I work at a hospital and right across the street, there is the Stanford mall. And I got a second job working part-time at one of the retail stores. And I, I didn't have a lot of time on me. I was working 12, 15 hour days. I'd go home, sleep, and wake up the next morning, get ready for work and do it all over again. I didn't see my family. I didn't see my husband, but I was able to pay off a lot more debt having a second job. And, um, you know, I was packing my lunches, packing my dinner. So there was a lot of things that I was doing to be able to pay off a lot more debt. And it, one of the most interesting things that happened to me was I attended a seminar. Um, it was um, hosted by um, Shireen Rivera and I heard a lot of speakers on there. And I, it, it was at that very moment that I knew that what I was doing was in alignment with what my purpose was. And that's when I started to share my story 
to people on social media because I felt a calling that I needed to share what I was doing. And there was a lot of shame and guilt associated with my debt, with my money problems. But by sharing my story, I was able to release those feelings and convert them, transform them into something powerful and motivating and inspiring. Yes, that it, it's funny how that works. And you mentioned um, divine timing, and I very much believe in that too. And it is, it is interesting how certain things that we experience in our lives um, that maybe are either painful or difficult, how they actually serve as um, a lesson and purpose. So for the person out there that um, also feels in the space that, that you um, had started out, where they feel overwhelmed or they know that something needs to change and they don't quite know what to do and how to start, what advice would you give to somebody um, out there? You know, the very first thing that I would tell somebody that feels overwhelmed and stressed is that they need to start small. Oftentimes, what is stressing us out, what is making us feel overwhelmed is because we're looking at things, we're seeing the bigger picture. And for, for change, you've got to start small. You've got to focus on one thing first. So my recommendation to my clients when they come to me is the very first thing I tell them is they have to start with the heart. They have to forgive themselves for being in the situation that they are. The second thing that I recommend to my clients to do is to look at their expenses for the past three months as well as their income for the past three months. Because if you don't have an idea of what is coming into your household and what is going out, you're not gonna be able to create a plan. And I don't really like to use the word budgeting. I like to call it a wealth plan. I've heard others call it their, their um, financial freedom plan. I want you to see budgeting as something empowering and not as something that is limiting you because you are taking control of your finances and that alone is something extremely powerful. And I encourage people to honor that because that's a huge step that you are taking. And oftentimes we don't give ourselves enough love. We don't give ourselves enough credit for the changes that we are doing because they're small. But you know what? Those small steps compound over time and they give you the big results. A third thing that I also suggest um, that people do is start having money dates. Look at your expenses on a weekly basis. But when you start to do the money dates, I want you to have fun. I want you to grab a glass of wine, make yourself a cocktail, make a coffee, grab your favorite beverage, 
if you walk, get, get dressed up, do your makeup, get your husband involved, get your kids involved. Sit down, take a look at your expenses for the week, take a look at your income, look at your accounts. I want you to have fun with this because when you start sitting down and having money dates, you know where your money's going. You know your financial situation and you're not scared of it anymore. I love that. I love that. Like when you were saying it, I was picturing myself and I'm, I was like seeing myself almost as like, um, have you ever seen the devil wears Prada? Yes. <laughs> I saw myself as Miranda and I'm like very regal. Like, no, my money doesn't have power over me. I have power over my money. <laughs> like, yes, I yes. love that idea. I cannot wait to tell my husband, like, we're about to have a money date and he's going to, he's going to think it's something totally different, but <laughs> we, him and I both know we, um, it's, divine timing because we actually were having a conversation yesterday around money and we got a little frivolous and we've been doing some spending that we we know better um you know we oh we're too busy so we've been like door dashing and getting food delivery like three times a day you know the kids are hungry oh just door dash you know everyone has access to the account and I mean we can spend like a thousand dollars in food delivery in a matter of like two three weeks Absolutely. I have, I have, you know, four children and then myself and my husband and, um, you know, we just kind of spontaneously went to Vegas and we, we spent money there and it's like, we know we have bills or we have these, um, financial goals that were, um, that we're supposed to be committed to right now. And, you know, like I said, we got a little careless. And so last night when we were having the discussion about, okay, we, we got to look at our money, you know, we can't just ignore that they're, bills and, and things are there and it got like a little heated because we started kind of blaming each other mm -hmm. well if you hadn't done that or why did you think it was a good idea to go to Vegas then and we, we started getting into the blame game and I'm like okay we need to stop let's you know we have a goal here we both had a part to play in it what do we need to do to get back on track um, but I think I'm going to do it in a money date way where we make it fun because you know, everything in life doesn't have to be like stressful and, um, you know, pressure. And so I love that idea and I cannot wait to schedule a money date with my husband. Yes. And you know, the goal is not to never spend money. If going to Vegas and having a good time with your husband is going to bring you beautiful memories, that's fine. But the problem, there, it becomes a problem when you do it without purpose. You're doing it in a mindless way. And that is why I love budgeting because it gives you the opportunity to plan for those things. Because now you know, okay, I have $500 that I put into my fun money account to provide these amazing experiences and you're having fun, you're not thinking about money because you know, okay, I have saved up for this. Yeah, and, and I know earlier you spoke to um, really like either establishing or um, taking a look at um, your values and what's important to you. And one thing that I 
have learned for myself. And I, I grew up in a family that loves to shop. And mm-hmm. so like my mom and her sisters, um, you know, would go shopping like almost every weekend. And so I kind of learned that. But I noticed that like the stuff or the clothes that I buy, like I don't even wear half of it. Um, or, you know, it's just, I don't know, it's that feeling, that gratification for me, you know, with shopping. But I've taken a step back and I'm like, these clothes and these things don't matter to me. It's the experiences, what I really want for my life outside of, you know, the bills that we have to pay and things like that. I love to travel and I love, you know, fine dining. I love, um, you know, the trip to Vegas. It was, it, we needed a getaway and we had a lot of fun. Um, that's what I really enjoy. And the money, you know, had we planned better and, and taken the trip with purpose, I don't mind spending my money in that way because it actually um, is more valuable to me than when I'm, you know, just buying stuff. So I think, you know, really taking a look at what's important to you and where money really matters in terms of, okay, this is what I have set aside for, you know, that I can spend any way I want. Let me, you know, even though it's kind of not free money, but how you said, you know, fun money, I still want to be very intentional with how I use it so that I'm giving myself something with value. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's, that's very powerful when we start to think about, okay, what experiences are going to provide, you know, these beautiful memories or what truly makes me happy. And if going out to eat with your partner makes you happy, then do it, but do it with purpose and be intentional with your, your finances. I've, um, I was working with a client of mine who felt guilty every, every, uh, every time she spent money on herself. And we had to, to dive deep and look into that guilt. Like, where is this stemming from? You know, why do you feel this way? And it, it went along with her self-worth. She didn't feel that she was worthy of nice things of treating herself to going out to a nice restaurant. So that was very powerful for her to take a look at her limiting beliefs, her self-worth, and how she was associating it with money. And now she's able to spend money and not have that feeling that she's not worthy because she is worthy. Yeah. Yeah. That's something I think that we all have to, um, to realize because I think we, you know, I, I think there's a, a large population of people that we, we do that to ourselves. Um, and it's really unfair. It's, it's not, it's not healthy, you know. Um, and again, that just goes with self-love, just really understanding that, you know, you are valuable and you are worthy of, of enjoying, um, you know, spending a little on yourself. And like you said, you just have to do it in a smart way so that, you know, you're not like putting yourself into debt and not paying attention to your obligations, um, but being, you know, very mindful and respectful of your finances, but at the same time, um, appreciating and and loving yourself, um, you know, just for, everything, you know, that you do for um, the commitment and, and those small steps that you are doing to move your life in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's, it's very powerful. And again, I love that's, 
your coaching style because you know a lot of times people don't put those two things together the money and the like the internal work um, they think it's separate and it's it's not it very much goes together it, it does go together it's getting down to the behavioral side of of money and looking into the patterns looking into why we are doing the things that we are doing and how they are affecting us. And that's exactly why I'm so transparent about my struggles, what I have overcome. And I think that when you truly express yourself and you show the struggles, you, you're able to make a positive impact on others because people see that you're not perfect they see the things that you've been able to overcome. And that's exactly what my clients tell me is that they, they tell me, okay, I've seen you overcome your financial struggles and I know that it's possible for me. I think it's important for people to find some time alone and really just kind of get inside your own head and your own feelings um, about you know, what is really important to you and what you want to see for your life, just like your coach had you do, you know, you, you have to, you have to have the vision before you can take the action. Um, because it's, you know, what is it that I'm actually trying to attain here? What is it that is important to me? Um, but understanding that you deserve it. And, you know, it, if you're committed to the process of what you need to do that, you know, you absolutely can get there. Absolutely. I'd like to talk about, you know, your program, what you do and, you know, how can people get in touch with you around that? Um, who's your ideal um, client and just a little bit more about the services you offer. Yeah. So I take, a more holistic approach towards finances because we all need, know what we need to do. We know that we need to live below our means. We need to save money. We shouldn't be using our credit cards. We know that we know those things, but yet there's a reason why we're still doing it. And I think oftentimes we don't associate our money problems with how we're feeling internally. Growing up, we create stories about money. We tell ourselves these white lies that money is evil, that people who have money are greedy, that you're not capable of creating wealth. And a part of what I do is I help my clients take a look at their money story acknowledge it, transform it. I help my clients take a look at their behaviors and their patterns. I help my clients take a look at what are their values, their beliefs or judgments about money and how they're related to their personal experiences or their family history. I've seen huge transformations with my clients our first sessions sometimes are very painful. There are, there are tears. There are moments where people think that 
there is no way out. But as soon as we start doing the work, we start looking at the money blocks, at the limiting beliefs, and we start to, to peel the layers and to remove those blocks. Powerful things happen. I'm one of my clients, she's doing an amazing job. Um, she's been able to implement what she, the tools that she's learning with my program and implement them in different areas of her life. She's lost 30 pounds. Wow. Yeah, she's lost 30 pounds and she's um, doing a workout um, plan. She's packing her food and she's has um, improved her relationship with her husband. Yeah, I, I think that's so important because, you know, there's lots of resources out there like around money and books and, you know, just lots of tools. But I think often the one thing that is lacking is that holistic approach um, and, and hearing you talk about, you know, really how money and your money story and um, like your values, all of those tie in together. And so maybe somebody that, and I've done this before, like a shopping addiction, it really wasn't about the stuff. It was more about the feeling and the gratification that I was getting. And it was, it was filling a void that really needed to be addressed. So it wasn't, you know, the shopping was kind of um, a bandaid for something else mm -hmm. that was happening within me. So, I mean, I love that. I think, I think again, that's amazing because uh, people don't often associate one with the other. It's like money is this separate thing and it's not, um, you know, I, I think again, everything in our life ties into each other. Anything that's connected to you is going to affect you in one way or another. So, um, you know, I, anybody out there that just like you said, you know, we know what we need to do. Sometimes we're either avoiding it or it's like, we know we need to do something, but we don't know what. So I think you are the perfect person that, you know, people should reach out to and, um, you know, at least see what you can do to help them. Um, do you have social media platforms or a website that you would like to share? And I also will include, you know, anything that you provide in the episode um, show notes for people. Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. Um, I'm under Mari underscore Debt Slayer. And you can also email me at um, Mary Agna Gutierrez at citrinewealthsolutions.com. You can also find me on Facebook, uh, Mary Agna, I believe it's Mari Preciado Gutierrez. And I'm also on LinkedIn as well under Mary Agna Gutierrez. Nice. And so I'll include that for everybody and that way they can connect with you. Um, I think, again, the way that you approach uh, money and finances um, is, is amazing. And it's done in the way that people really need to tackle it. Um, so I very much thank you for your time today and for being here. I thank you for the work that you're doing. Um, you know, we, we got to get away from the stigma and that taboo around money. And we have to, um, you know, even for myself to this day, I got to get away from that, like placing my value according to, you know, what I have or how much money I make. It's, it's not about that. Overall, I think the ultimate goal in life is to be 
healthy people, like emotionally and spiritually and, you know, tackling the other areas in our lives to get to that place is what ultimately creates um, true wealth. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I thank you for the work that you're doing. I have one last question that I always love to ask my guests. Um, what do you love about yourself the most? You know, one thing that I love about myself the most is my laugh. Mm -hmm. Um, I have a very contagious laugh, as you probably have heard it throughout the podcast. And people have always told me this. They they tell me, I love your laugh. And it, it makes me feel great to be able to make people laugh because it's an awesome feeling when you're laughing. And we go through so many moments of our lives where we're stressed out, we're anxious, we're upset. So if if I can make somebody laugh, that's an amazing feeling. It's true. Um, Yeah, I know that in our our previous conversation and you and I were, you know, talking and, and laughing and there is something very infectious about your laugh because there's, um, I I think what it is, is that in your laugh, you just hear like a freedom and a joy because, um, obviously you've done the work that you've needed to do to free yourself. And so, you know, when, when you're laughing, there's life in you and it's not, you know, there's, there's no, not that you don't have stress, but you know what I mean? That, um, you're, you're in a space where, you can celebrate and enjoy like the joy that's in your life as opposed to being, you know, stressed out and under pressure and um, without even realizing it, we lose our laughter and we lose our joy because, you know, subconsciously we have all these weights and we're carrying this like backpack full of rocks and it's like, let's start unloading that. And Mm -hmm. I I think I would be confident in saying a lot of us out there could take a look at our money and do and do better with it. Mm-hmm. So again, I thank you for your time and um, I will put all of Madi's contact information. Please feel free to reach out to her and um, you know, she can help you get your money in order and she can help put some laughter into your life and some joy and some peace around money and your finances. Absolutely. And we'll definitely have a good time and, and laugh our sessions on, you know, my clients will tell you that laughter is definitely in our sessions. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. It's an honor. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Until next time, remember, you are valuable, you are worthy, and it's okay to say, I love me too.